Hello and welcome to this edition of the He Doesn't Waste a Thing podcast. I'm Melissa Zimmerman and I am super excited that you have tuned in again today and you are willing to devote about 20 minutes of your time to meet an interesting and wonderfully beautiful lady that has come into my life. And uh, so today, as you know, as always, um, I bring in fun people that you need to know. And trust me, you need Laura Gamble in your life. I did not know how much I needed her in my life until she entered my life. And I I have told everybody since I met her, where has she been all my life, right? Because like she brought in so much wisdom and so much information for me that was just so helpful for me. I'm actually op- I'm actually discussing with my husband and opting about whether or not to invite her to be my to hire her as my life coach. So, oh, no. <laughs> so this is awesome. So uh, Laura Gamble is the owner of the Red Bud Advisory Group. She is a, a life coach for executive for women executives. She is a strategic planner. She's worked in the nonprofit realm for a long time, which is why she's so helpful to me. Uh, because when you get to be a a nonprofit, they say, oh, look, you're a nonprofit. And you're like, okay, what do we do with it? It's a little like handing a person a child and saying, look, you're a parent. And so you just kind of muddle your way through. But she brought so much wisdom and she has a, she writes a blog, a weekly blog that is really, really empower, really powerful and insightful. Um, so welcome, Laura. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thanks I'm exci- for having me. Yay. I'm excited <laughs> that you came too. Uh, your your uh, bio is is really really long like I just scratched the surface of who you are and what you do one of the things she does is she does vision workshops vision Mm -hmm. board workshops and I'm gonna she's gonna bring her in to do one of those so I'm super excited about that so um tell us a little bit about you that I haven't told them already oh well um okay so personally Uh um I've been married for 37 years to the same man. (laughs) (laughs) I have been married almost 37 years in total. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Um, And I have a son that will be 21 the end of December. And so we're kind of empty nesters Uh at this point. And that's, that's a, um, you know, a, a lifestyle change in and of itself. It's just us and the the four-legged baby. <laughs> <laughs> I know when our kids so, moved out, I told Steve, I was like, it's like every day's a date night when we go out to eat, which for us is more often than it should be. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, we can't just call this a date night because we eat dinner together every right. all the time. Right. But so it is a lifestyle adjustment. Yes, it is. So. But um, I've been in the nonprofit world working in the nonprofit management for 20 plus years and um, sometimes I don't like to admit how long I've been in <laughs> she started tells, very young I was really young yeah I was 12 no. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to say we're women of a certain age yes we are <laughs> we are we have we're well seasoned we are and, and only get better but um I recently left uh retired from a full-time job as a nonprofit CEO here in Oklahoma City and um decided to be a consultant, primarily for nonprofits, um, but also for executive women, uh, women business owners, people like yourself in the ministry, because I feel like that we really need to hold each other up right. as sisters. And it's hard for a woman uh, that's a nonprofit leader or owns their own business, it can be really lonely uh-huh. in that position. And sometimes you just need someone 
that you can bounce ideas off of or vent or cry on their shoulder or, you know, you need prayer or whatever. Right. You need someone that you can go to. And so that's kind of was the impetus for Redbud and how that all got started. So, That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I can vouch for the fact that you're very good at it. Oh, thank and, you. Um, and, you know, I, you came into my office. Uh, we met at a uh, social media marketing mm-hmm. training kind of event. And then you reached out to me after it was over, and I'm so super glad that you did. But uh, then you came into my office, you looked at all of our nonprofit stuff, and you actually spoke to me in words that made sense and said, have you thought about, what do you think about this? And you did it all in such a non-judgmental way that it was so, it was so comfortable and refreshing. Oh, good. So I'm I think glad. that's probably one of my favorite things about you. Oh, so, um, yeah, if you're looking for a life coach, a shout out, you should really talk to her. Uh, so tell us a little bit about how you became a Christ follower. Oh gosh, you know I was thinking about that after we met last, and it seems like he's always been in my life. I mean, I grew up with you know in the church with my parents, um, reared in the Methodist church, uh, married in the Methodist church. <laughs> you know. Um, all of that all my life and you know as you go through kind of that early adulthood stage uh, kind of drifted away and then got married and moved and never really found a church again Mm -hmm. for quite a while until I'm going to say it was probably about 15 years ago we got connected into the um, a church here in the city really small little Um, pre-Methodist church and with that being in a real I'd always been in large congregations Uh you know big Methodist churches and um, being a really small little church really um, found some really good relationships made some really good friends and that I think is really kind of where my relationship with the Lord really kind of blossomed and bloomed and deepened and plus I was older and in a place where I could receive that yeah. more. Yeah. Um, so I think that's where really most of my growth in my walk has been was, was during that time. And then um, we moved to Chandler, you know, a small town yep. <laughs> outside of the city. And, um, you know, we, we attend the church there occasionally, but it's, you know, it's more of a personal one-on-one thing with me now, really. Yeah. You know, I read a lot of books, listen to, and watch some, t- you know, preachers on right. TV, you know, right. that kind of thing. But, um, yeah. So what's so. what's a good book you've read lately that ma- that's maybe stretched you, made you grow? Oh, well, I don't know so much lately, but I think one of my, one of my favorite books is um, Captivating. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, I think, really changed my life yeah. because um, it's, um, oh, now I can't think of the author. Stacey Eldridge. Thank you. Yeah. Um, she makes a, there's a comment in the book that as women, we are like the cherry on the Sunday. You know, oh, creation mm-hmm. wasn't complete. Without us. Without us. Right. Yes. And the, because we are the ones that bring the beauty to the world, um, 
that's why the enemy is after us so much mm-hmm. um, because he hates that right. about us. And and just that bit, really, that bit about the cherry on top of the Sunday, that changed my life. That really gave me a sense of my worth uh-huh. as a woman. Yeah. Um, not that I really didn't get that growing up, but it really just something clicked. Right. You know. It became personal revelation yes. for you. Yes. Yeah. And yes. that's really awesome. So as you did your work in the nonprofit world and um and just along in business, tell me, let's talk a little bit about some of the the struggles that you encountered as a woman in that world. Uh well, there are a lot of women in the nonprofit world, mm-hmm. which is a good thing. I right. think that's, you know, we're kind of the nurturers and that's that's where we need to be. But uh, I think in the leadership aspect of it, really it's the same kind of struggles that women in the for-profit world have. We're not paid as much mm-hmm. as our male counterparts, even in the nonprofit world. Um, we may not always be, you know, accepted in the boardroom, so to speak. Our our um, expertise and experience is sometimes not recognized mm-hmm. like a man's would be, even in the nonprofit world. How do so, you if you if you're how, if you were talking to a woman mm-hmm. who was either in you know they're a they're a woman go getter they're a businesswoman they're whether they're in the profit or nonprofit world. Uh, what what would be a couple of good pieces of advice that you could just give them that might make a difference for them? Oh, you know, I coach um, I coach a lot of women on something called the imposter syndrome, uh-huh. where uh, you feel like you're not good enough, you don't have enough um, education or enough experience, or you don't know enough or whatever, not enough of, right, and you feel like oh, you're afraid that you're going to be found out. Right. And that's where a lot of my coaching is in that area. And so I think for the best advice is to, if, you've, if you're having those kinds of thoughts and issues, to think, through, think it through in your mind and name that little voice that uh-huh. you're hearing in your head. Uh-huh. And then when you hear that, Call that little voice by name and tell it, go to your room, go sit in the corner, you know, thank you for your input, and now go away. <laughs> right, you know, that's talk, really good. Talk to it, and, and it helps yeah. when you can just kind of segment that and put it away. And then look at, make yourself a list of all the things that you have done. Mm-hmm. Um, a really powerful exercise is to write down 100 accomplishments in your life. Wow, that's that, really powerful. That you're most proud of. Uh-huh. Um, or that made you feel really good about yourself. And you don't have to do it all in one sitting, because um, 100 is a lot. Um, but then when you go back and look through that, you can think, oh, wow, I really do know what I'm doing. I'm writing that down right now because yes. I think that's a good exercise. It is a great, it's a great exercise, mm-hmm. very powerful exercise. Even if you only get, you know, 50 instead of 100, mm-hmm. it's still a powerful, powerful exercise. And all the way back to, you know, like when I did mine, it was like, 
I remember I had the lead in the sixth grade Christmas play. But thinking about that, it recalled the feeling that uh -huh. I had, you know, and how mm -hmm. happy I was and how proud of myself I was that I was able to do that. So That's really yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's really great. Um, I actually, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give that a shot. Okay. Because you know, it's, it's, it's funny. Like, if you read... I was telling somebody the other day, if you read my bio, I sound pretty impressive on paper. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I'm an author. I'm a life coach. I'm a pastor. You know, I'm yada, yada, yada. I have a blog and a podcast and yeah. a radio show. And I have all these things that I'm doing. And yet, when I go someplace to speak or I go someplace, I do a conference or whatever, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I always feel like, you know, I'm. A lot of young people won't know what this means, but you'll. I feel like I'm Ned in the first reader, you know, like I'm just, I'm in the, I'm just starting out. I'm just beginning and everybody, and, and we believe this lie that everybody else is so far ahead right. of us, which may, I mean, people may be ahead of us. That's true, but, but not everybody's ahead of us. Right. And, and not everyone has experienced what you've experienced mm -hmm. and there's only one you. There is. <laughs> And the world, and, and I tell people this all the time, God looked at the world and thought, this world is not complete without them. And I really right. think the world needs them at this particular time in, in the history yes. of the world. Yes. And so God put you here on purpose for a purpose. Right. And uh, so you got to live that out. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. that's really good. So I want to talk now about vision board workshops. Okay. Because tell me how so you fun. got inspired and what what do, you, what do you think that brings to the table? Why are they important? Okay. Um, I'm trying to think how I first heard about vision board workshops. Honestly, I don't, I don't remember. I probably saw something online about uh -huh. it at some point and started researching it and thought, man, that looks like fun, sounds like something really that I would really like to do. And so I kind of started researching it and it's really, it, there's no woo-woo or magical or mystical, anything like that about it, but it's creating a visual representation of your dreams and right. your goals and your vision for your life. And it's been um, scientifically proven that if you can visualize something, you're more likely to achieve that. And if you think about like our Olympic athletes and things like that, when you watch them on TV and they're showing them before their events, you can see them. They're, some of them will have their eyes closed. They'll maybe talking to themselves, walking themselves through whatever that is right um the gymnasts i love watching the gymnasts and i'll see them do that and they'll be like on the floor you know walking out their routine or the skaters the, the figure skaters do the same thing they're visualizing what that routine's going to look like or like the swimmers like michael phelps he did a lot of that kind of work with himself visualizing what that he was going to look like in the water um and the vision board is the same same philosophy, so right. to speak. So you um, with the workshops, what I do is I like to take at least half of the time in the workshop is, first of all, getting quiet. Mm -hmm. And we're rarely quiet yeah, for sure. anymore. <laughs> Yeah. So just take a, you know, we take a few minutes and we just get quiet. 
and close our eyes, kind of meditate a little bit, and just let that still small voice come to you. Because if you're not quiet, you can't necessarily hear it unless God decides to whack you over the head sometimes. Which is not his favorite way to talk to us. Right. And so then you can bring to mind those goals and objectives and things. And then we spend some time just writing things down. Um, And then we actually take the time to go through it's the magazines that I have. And I have stacks and stacks and piles of all different kinds of magazines. And just pulling out pictures that speak to you, things that that make you pause or touch your heart. Um, and then just doing the cut and paste kind of and arranging them on a piece of poster board. And then you put it on your wall where you can see it. Right. Um, like I have mine right above my computer on the desk, you know, on the wall right Um, next to my desk so I can see it. And then when, and I think, you know, the Bible says in Habakkuk uh, 2.2, it (laughs) says write the vision, make it plain. Yes. And I think whether you write it or you put it in picture form Mm -hmm. or whatever you do that, there's something powerful about having a written or visual, visual, tangible vision. And uh, you're you're more likely. It was. We were, I was talking to a couple the other night who had been a victory attender for a lot of years. And back years ago, uh, we every time we did our tithe and offering, we did a tithing confession. Now we haven't done it since probably I don't know two thousand, gosh nine, mm-hmm. ten, or eleven, mm-hmm. somewhere along in there. I don't remember exactly when we stopped doing it. But um, it was funny because when I brought it up, we we had all been here long enough. And we, you know, you say it every time you come to church. And so it was funny because I said, do you remember when we used to say this? And they, all four of us, my husband and I and the other couple, we could all recite the whole thing because we had said it. And and we told them um, that in 2011, uh, it was a long list of things we are believing, as we bring our tithes and offerings, we're believing for Mm -hmm. all of this list of things. And in 2011... Uh, I started saying it in 2002, but in 2011, every single thing on that list happened mm-hmm. that year. Yeah. And it's, and it's probably 10, 11, 12 things. Yeah. And, um, and so it's crazy how you prophesy with your mouth. You pro- and when you see the vision of it, you're right. It's so right. much more likely to happen in your world. Right. And so yeah. um, vision boards are, if somebody wanted to have you do a vision board workshop, kind of what would that look like for them? Um, well, I like to do them in groups of 10 to 15. Okay. 20 is the max. Um, it's a great, fun, like, girls' night out or, um, you know, an activity for, um, like, I don't know, a women's group or Sunday school class or even in the workplace, mm-hmm. doing them, like, with your employees. It's a great team-building kind of of activity because you share at the right. end, you know, what your vision is. So, um, if someone wanted to do that, just get a group of people together, um, give me a call and we'll find a date. Uh, usually I charge, depending on the length of time, right. um, I charge about $75 a person mm-hmm. for that. And, uh, it's just, it's fun. Yeah. People can, you know, bring their snacks and whatever and, um, you know, I've done them where they've 
they've done like a potluck dinner after or they've all gone out to dinner after um, just had a fun time with it yeah so. so I recommend that if you if you can collect a group of people that you should really you should really have Laura come and do one of those for you because I think you know we we're in the world to make a difference right we're not here just to take up space and breathe the air where everybody is on the planet to make a difference in the world and so this is one way that you can make a difference yes it's, it, there's a, lots of ways you can make right. a difference, but this happens to be one of the ways that you can make a difference. And so, uh, is there anything else that the world should know about you that you haven't uh, already told us? <laughs> I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm a redhead. <laughs> I love my spiky red hair. It is cute. She's cute, y'all. And um, I'll put a link to her website and stuff on the show notes so that you can get to her. Um, so if people want to contact you, is the best way to reach you through your website? How's the best way for people yeah, to reach you? There's a there's a contact me link on the website. So that'll just shoot me an email and um, then we can get together. And okay. I love to talk on the phone and... Okay. Have coffee and things like that. So. Okay. Uh, so then if, so we'll put all that together in there and get that up for them. So I just always like to end my uh, podcast with a fun little time I call rapid fire questions. These are not deep and theological. They are not something that's just off the top of your head. Um, stuff you're probably going to know the answer to. So, Hopefully. all right. <laughs> um, are you coffee or tea? Oh, well, hot coffee, iced tea. All right. Sweet or unsweet? Unsweet. Unsweet to you. Are you not from the South? Well, I am. I grew up in Oklahoma, but my family's an unsweet tea family. So. All right. That, that's probably a benefit for you over the years. Um, if Jesus had a candy bar, what would it be? Oh, my gosh. Huh. I don't know. Um... I don't know. Probably something dark chocolate. That's, I guess, that's my favorite chocolate. Absolutely. And it's really good for you, too. Yeah. So it's, so it's yeah. kind of a, it's a treat, treat, right? And yes. it's healthy, and sort it's of. it's healthy, good for you, yes. <laughs> At least that's what I tell myself. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, uh, what's a movie that you watch over and over again, and maybe you know the dialogue, too? Oh. Uh... Probably Gone with the Wind. I know a lot of the the dialogue. All right. Um, But then I also like um, Pride and Prejudice. All right. What is one piece of advice you would give to uh, someone who's a newlywed, a wife, a woman who's a newlywed? Oh, my gosh. Okay, this is going to sound really old-fashioned. Okay, it's all right. Really old-fashioned. But... It's some of the best advice I ever got, and it was, do not bash your husband in public. If you have a problem with him and you need to talk with someone about it, you go to someone privately and discuss it with them. But do not gossip and bash your husband in public, because it's only going to make you look bad. That is true. Because then people think, why are you with this guy? Right. So... Yeah. You're, you're the idiot who married him, yes, right? Yes, right. <laughs> okay, right. that's awesome. Do you have a life verse? Um, yes, it is. 
all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. If it's not good yet, that just means it's not over yet. Right. Because God is working. Right. Stephen and I actually get up a lot of days and say, it's it, we're to, we live in the good. Yes. We live in the good. Everything that happens today is for the good. It's yes. Everything is for the good. Yes. And, and that's so, in Romans somewhere. It Romans is in Romans. Eight something, uh-huh. I think, it is. but I can't ever You're remember. right. <laughs> um, so if you could say one thing to make Jesus famous, what would you say? I could say one thing to make Jesus famous. Well, you know, I don't know why he isn't as famous as he should be. Um, only he knows that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it... Probably that he really can do anything. Mm-hmm. And when you think about that, if you can really wrap your mind around that power that he has, why would you not want a part of that? Yeah. Um, like I, my recent blog, it talks about making streams in the desert. And I was like, streams in the desert. Right. This guy can make streams in the desert. If he can do that, he can do anything for anyone. Right. That's and he awesome. will. You've just got to let him do it. That's so awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for sure. hanging out with me today. Uh, thanks for joining me on my podcast. I just want to mm-hmm. remind you that... Um, you you want to engage with Laura? You want to get her? You want to sign up for her blog? Or go read her blogs on her um, on her website and sign up for her email list and uh, maybe have her to come and do a workshop or hire her to coach you um, just to help your life be better in so many circles. She will add so much value to your life, and uh, you can reach out to her through her website. And I will post a link to that in the show notes. But tell us what your website is. Redbud, like the tree, Uh redbudag.com. Redbudag.com. And so uh, go check out her website. Go check her out. She is an amazing woman and uh, such a value and treasure to um, the lives of the people that find her um, in their lives. I know she is for me too. And so thank you today for joining me, hanging out with me. It's been fun. It has been fun. (laughs) So I just want to thank you, the listener, for listening. Uh, This is that time of the show when I ask you to do my three favors for me. First of all, uh, would you just stop right this minute and hit that subscribe button so that all the latest episodes of my podcast are in your feed. Second of all, would you give us a five-star rating in iTunes? Because that helps us bubble up to the top and helps people be able to find us. Because let's be honest, Melissa Zimmerman is not the easiest name to spell. And finally, would you take a moment and share this podcast with your friends and invite them to come and give us a listen? Uh, If not for me, for the amazing people that come onto my show. And it really does help me. And your friends actually deserve uh, to meet the people who are on my podcast. And so I want you to do that. See see it as doing a favor for them and a favor for me. It's a double play, a double bonus. So anyway, thank you for joining me today. And until we meet again, remember, he doesn't waste a thing.